Spoiler review discussion of Stranger Things Season 3. My name is Dylan Blind. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about those strange things. They are indeed strange things. (laughs) You can, of course, (laughs) find this at ExplosionNetwork.com or YouTube.com slash ExplosionNetwork or if you just want to see our faces or if you just want to listen to it, it'll be available on our review discussions podcast feed, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitches, all the things. Just search for Explosion Network or review discussions by Explosion Network. I reviewed every single episode of Stranger Things Season 3. It's on ExplosionNetwork.com. So if you'd like to hear, well, not hear, but read, I guess, those those things. But <laughs> I, I think it's safe if you look at my um, trajectory of scores to say that I, I liked it. The lowest score I gave to an episode was a 7.5 for episode two or three i think i can't no i think it was three um yeah three and then the highest i gave was 9.5 but i'd say that it would average out to probably like an 8.9 or something probably between all my scores because i gave a few nines and mostly 8.5s i feel so i think it's very safe to say that i quite liked this season how do you did you like this season though ash yeah i really enjoyed it i think it's probably the best season so far or like yeah, the most complete or enjoyable season so far, yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And for any particular reasons? or I think they just utilize the mythology the best so far. And uh, just all the character, all the, obviously, the new additions to the cast. Um, just, I guess, some of the relationship stuff was pretty good. And then, obviously, it ends on... I, I think it ended on the, probably the best two episodes mm-hmm. of the show so far. Yeah, I I am... It's hard to say, like, oh, this is definitely my favourite episode, like, um, in reference to the final episode, because I'd have to go back, because it's been so long since i watched season one, but I kind of, if anything, it made me kind of want to, I'm probably not going to, but it made me want to solely to be like, where where does this all settle out and how far have we come and just out of interest and these sorts of things, but I'd say that just off the top of my head that the finale is probably my favourite episode of the show, because I just feel like it culminates better than any of the other finales but it also like finishes stuff or like makes use of stuff from season two and i wasn't the biggest fan of season two um and of course i'm specifically meaning like characters they brought in like um billy or whatever you know stuff like that like he's specifically billy specifically (laughs) billy um to see characters like that kind of come around and actually have a point i guess as someone who felt i didn't like fully understand why they were even bothered to be introduced in the second season of then trying to yeah. get Max in. But I'm like, but was Billy necessary to have Max kind of situation, you know? And I had like a very up-down relationship with season two. And I know a lot of people kind of did because they hate that one episode, but yeah, I, I, it's not just that one episode. I felt season two in general was just very like rocky. It didn't have a very consistent um, quality to it overall, I felt. Still liked it fine. Definitely feel like season three is the best season for me. And then I'd one just below it because one is kind of, you know, of course, the, the classic. Yeah. The I think this but- season had probably the best builds of like over the eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So it had a nice, everything seems normal and then it slowly ramped up. Well, it's kind of how it always happens, isn't it, though? How it goes, but I feel like it probably worked better this season. Mm. And then 
I suppose the, the only one like thing that remains that kind of annoys me about this season and it, that connects it to every other season is like, once again, the build is the same sort of thing somewhat where it's like normal people get split off and then we have, we follow their separate like side stories. They come together at the end kind of thing, but it's like, yeah, no one fucking talks to anyone. No, no one who's discovering this weird shit going on bothers to be like, Hey, might tell other people who for the last couple seasons I've also experienced well, weird shit. To be with. fair, it's there's like no mobile phones and everybody's not carrying their walkie-talkies at the same time, so I I mean, yeah, I suppose, but it's still just like annoying, I guess, somewhat to watch, just to be like, you know, if some of you's bothered to to, to to converse a little bit here, we might have got somewhere with this. Um all right, so we're gonna break down couple uh, key points i wanted to discuss about this season though uh the first one i want to start with is one of my other problems i have with the season which is that i felt like nancy and uh more so specifically jonathan felt very waysided i guess you know what i mean like they, their story felt the least consequential and important mm. of the bunch of them a specific now nancy had this thing of like uh, sexism in the workplace, which they didn't really go, um, apart from building them up to be villains, which then they kind of kill off in the yeah. fourth episode or whatever it was. Um, she never really, that wasn't as good T to me, seeing them kill and them turn into monsters wasn't as cool as if she actually just got to own them, uh, like at the newspaper properly, properly you know what I'm, yeah, yeah. Is, is my thing. And then she had the thing. She was the one chasing the rat. She was the one deeply investigating it, which leads them to, to, yeah. to, to, to where they're going. So it's like, sure. But then Jonathan just feel until the last episode, I feel like he really was like tag along. He was not, sidekick. Sidekick, very yeah. not so important. Whereas, uh, season one, deeply, um, somewhat distraught brother trying to find and help his mum, who's, you know, distraught and yeah. all this sort of stuff. A lot more important there. Season two, uh, chasing down the, justice for Barb well, or whatever you want to call it storyline. Well, again, season two was playing the sidekick to Nancy. Nancy was the driving force behind that. So. I feel like he was more involved though. He was like, even with the rat thing this season, he wasn't like, fuck yeah, let's get this rat story. He, it, it, it was Nancy chasing him. Well, along. he was, he was concerned about his job. So I guess yeah, he was being sensible. I guess if you want to go that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you feel like they they were fine, or do you feel like because I think they serviced the plot, which is what the point was. Mm -hmm. They're obviously setting up the journalist guys for them to fight later, uh, and then they were exploring the mind flare, the setup for the mind flayer. Um, yeah, just following that story, and obviously that led that pretty much brought everybody together when they eventually were chasing down Will to talk to him later in the season. So. I mean, it wasn't overly exciting. It seemed like all the issues that they had at the start of the season were just dropped, which you would expect if there was a giant flesh monster trying to kill you. Somewhat. Those yeah. seemed not important after that. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I guess the, the thing with this, like, cause, and we'll, we'll discuss Robin in a minute, but it's like you introduce more characters, you're eventually going to run into a point of introduce can't help do too everything for everybody yeah you're gonna run into a point where it, you're suddenly introducing too many uh characters i guess okay so talking about new new the new additions let's let's talk about robin who i feel like most people um ourselves included uh, i mean i've seen i've seen you tweet that you're a big fan um i was writing up yeah. that i was a big fan 
as time goes. Although it wasn't like as soon as I saw her, I was like, this character's the best with her quick one-liners and quips. It was um I was it was kind of like the the episode where she got, solves the Russian thing and whatever else. I was like, I'm liking the way this character's going. And then of course her, her story progresses to a point that I found like she was one of the most well-written, interesting characters, I suppose, in the yeah. the whole series. And I definitely felt like she was a worthwhile addition to the Stranger Things. Uh, cast and group of characters and stuff but she has kind of taken the world by storm I guess to a degree um, she was one of the yeah. most tweeted about characters for differing degrees um, even if it's just people tweeting holy fuck I didn't know Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke had a daughter that's funny like yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so you've got Maya Hawke any publicity is good publicity so yeah this is this is true um, so you got Maya Hawke as Robin introduced in the season as this uh girl that uh uh fuck what's his name mr blake on his name uh steve steve works with sorry thank you uh that steve works with yeah what what are your what are your what are your feelings ships ahoy right ships Ships ahoy Ahoy. which is a real place or at least had a they had it set up somewhere because i saw press went there like last week a bunch of people got invited to go there because i saw some people i follow i follow like in the you know the movie tv review circles or whatever you want to call it yeah and they were tweeting out pictures from there and then other people uh, we're tweeting like, what the fuck? How come I didn't get invited to this? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Mm. I want to go to real life ships of high. Can't eat the ice cream. Yeah, that's an issue. We'll take a selfie though, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do, how do you feel about Robin and her story this season? Oh, she was so good. I think, I think they probably realized they needed to give Steve more to do and they didn't want to do repeat themselves with the, the uh, what's his name? Dustin. Dustin and Joe, uh, Steve thing mm-hmm. again. Uh, well, so they continued it, nice, but they continued they it, continued but added it. onto it, I guess. Yeah, they just added another dimension. Uh, I enjoyed her evolution and their fr- the evolution of their friendship the- through the entire season. I think that seventh episode scene where they're talking in the bathroom after they're on drugs. Um, <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, just actually their whole interrogation scene as well. Just them talking, just them talking about shit and just giving each other stuff. Yeah. I think it was very awesome. Yeah. Those, those were the scenes I enjoyed the most out of like, obviously there was the four diverging storylines mm-hmm. throughout the season. I think it was that group, the the Russian infiltration group that I was most interested in. So yeah, yeah. I was always happy when they cut back to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say that's probably one of the best scenes in the the show even to be honest, because I, I just felt like she was so well-written that she wasn't written as, uh, as like, the, the reveal that she's gay didn't come as a, like, who'd have thought her? Yeah, she's been, like, she, she wasn't written as a stereotypical, I guess what you'd describe as a stereotypical <laughs> gay woman or uh, lesbian or what or, Especially or what for that period. Especially time. for that yeah. period, exactly. Um, and then also for the period, I find it, I, I found it good that, they weren't like, well, realistically, Steve would have been like, oh, okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. They did, They made it a positive feedback. They didn't make it some like he got cock blocked by, you know, the girl by her sexual orientation. It yeah. just, it, I thought it was just well written and uh, positive messaging, I guess, to have in a show where it's like, she comes out the way she does and they're building up this thing. Steve like, you know, kind of says like, I'm really into you. And then the way she comes out and then, um, and says so Steve like kind of takes that moment. And then he's just like straight back to being like, she's not even good at singing. Cause she tells her who she uh, ha- yeah. has the crush on. And then he's just automatically like into 
shit shit, shit staring with her and um all that sort of stuff. So I think I think like was really well she was really well written. It's it probably one of the best performed scenes too between um the both of them. I mean they were both great. Even though one of my favorite scenes was just like Steve getting the fuck beat out of him and then they're tied tied up together and stuff because I thought that was quite brutal. Even though they're obviously like what's supposed to be like teenage older teenagers what are they supposed to be like well they just finished college uh, high school so probably like 17 18. yeah i was like are they 17 like maybe on the edge of 18 or whatever it is but either way they're still kind of youngish um so seeing like yeah. steve beat up to that point and uh, again yeah again and then like that tied up and all that <laughs> sort of stuff it was like one of the scenes were really bo- uh dread i suppose to the whole the thing like realism it wasn't like it wasn't like no one could get hurt in this. It's like people could die. Yeah, people they could. Pe- people could actually die, and people did die by the, the end of the mm-hmm. season. So, yeah, uh, that's the yeah. So I I definitely loved their addition um, of Robin, and it's funny because like uh, Max was fine. I wasn't the hugest Max fan last season. Max kind of like a lot of characters from season two. I felt like it was a lot better used this season, and like uh, teaming up with L and um, having L grow this. Yeah. Uh, relationship with with Max was really good, especially with Max having the whole like uh, thing with L last year. Um, what would you, what jealousy, would you, jealousy thing. Yeah, jealousy storyline, I suppose. So it's like the, their whole storyline was built around the guy last season, whereas they have them just build a um, just normal friendship this season. So it's friendship, like, yeah. yeah. So it's like they, I, I feel like they just fixed a lot of problems with the characters from last season, and then the the new character they add is. Great. great from the outset so it's like the, <laughs> yeah. the more time you spend writing the, the, the spending the time to work on these things that the better they turn out who'd have, who'd have, who'd have thought that would happen instead of rushing it, instead of rushing out a second season real fast um yeah so talking about wrapping up characters and stuff one of the big things is obviously billy's storyline it's funny because if you track my <laughs> i can track my own thought process with all the reviews I, I wrote, because I had never done it. Obviously, one review for every single episode, I found it like an interesting thing to do. But then, like, if I look back on it in the season premiere, I'm like, oh, fucking Billy. Like, I hate Billy. Like, he's a shit character. Why is he still in this show? Why are we bothering to do anything <laughs> with him? But then, by the end of the, by the time we get around to the season finale, I'm like, okay, they kind of oh. paved the way for his redemption somewhat. Um, obviously, that doesn't. Uh, make up for all the shitty things he, he he he's done and whatever, but he did somewhat redeem himself in those final moments. Of course, sacrificing himself, and uh, they brought a little bit yep. more heart to his character, a little bit more history of his mother, and all these sorts of things. And then even having Max actually be upset about his death a little bit more shows a bit more to uh, building their relationship, not to just be this completely dysfunctional thing. She did have some like love and respect for him as the. Older yeah. stepbrother, I guess, and Old stuff like that. Uh, how did you feel about how Billy was used as this conduit for most of the season, but they still built on his uh, his his human story as well at the same time? Yeah, I thought they they made him a worthwhile character. Obviously, not the one note bad dude for a period that he was last year. Almost a psychopath, mm. really. Yeah, like uh, made him. Um, it reminded me of you haven't seen it, have you? No. no. Uh, but for people who have seen it, it reminds me, I can't remember the character's name, but there's a character like similar age that's older than the the young kids in it. That's pretty much a similar sort of like psychopath type thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when you think about it, there wasn't much of actual Billy 
because he was pretty much taken over the tie pretty season. early on. Yeah. You do get glimpses of him throughout the season. That's probably what builds yeah. what your affection and care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Darcy, I think it's Darcy Montgomery. Uh, yeah. Did a great job. Yes. He's from yeah. Australia. Yep, Australian. In Perth or somewhere. In Power Rangers. Is that what he's so- in, Power Rangers? <laughs> Something. Yeah, Didn't the, the big rebooted uh, movie. Oh! Yeah, with, oh. Yeah, with Naomi Scott. Oh, didn't even recognize so, him. Didn't even- go check that out. <laughs> I've watched it, but didn't, didn't recognize him. Yeah, I didn't realize it. The mullet just it's, does. It's the mo. Makes and you recognize Yeah, and the mullet, I guess, or whatever we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so at least he. It's like they introduce. I find it funny because it's like they introduce him in season two. Like everyone's like, well, I don't know. I, I was definitely like, this character's kind of shit. I don't see the point of him. Unless, unless you, unless he was not wearing a shirt, you didn't care. Yeah, well, um, basically. Yeah. And then it's like. Season three, they they fix the character, and they're like, "Well, the only way we can kind of redeem this character is we'll, we'll redeem him, but we're going to kill him at the same time." So it's like, okay, "Yeah, okay, bye." But we're going to have him and mind controls all season. Do we need to do? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Qu- quickly on that whole Max thing too. Not need to spend much time on it. I I I definitely feel like I didn't have it down as the main point or of discussion because I didn't want to discuss every single storyline. Don't want this go forever, obviously, but um, the whole thing with, I did enjoy the Max L. um, What's the boy's name? Uh, Will? Will. No, not Will. Uh, Not Will. Not Will. Not Will. Damn it. God damn it. Yeah. Hold on. Mike. There you go. Mike. Um, Mike, uh, Mike L and um, Max, they're like whole, Max is like, oh boy, take all this thing. It was a know. sort of like a love triangle. <laughs> um, it was like, more like a friendship triangle. Yeah, I, I guess. guess it's like something like that. But I, I, I found like I found that well written too, or like because it was like, it's not, it, it's a storyline and like a message that I suppose applies to everyone, not just kids. Is <laughs> like no. Yeah, is the applicable. I thing. mean, when you think about it, it's the same thing that Mike was doing with Hopper as well. Where they both wanted to have eleven to yes. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike uh, Hopper doesn't want his little girl growing up. He wants to, and we hear all that in the letter at the end. You know, miss playing board games and all these sorts of Ugh. things. Um, Mike obviously just in his mind wanted Elle to spend every second with her because he is in love with her and whatever else. Which yeah. it's like on fine. It's like it's not that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's like. It's not a healthy. It's thing. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> leeway, obviously. And I like how I like how the, the season didn't build up to her being like "fuck you" to either one of them, and being like "these are this is the answer, and this is the way." It kind of was yeah. like this. Uh, even though they're little kids, they learned learned a more adult lesson of like how to you know multiple parties and time and spread and healthy relationships yeah. and let's talk. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of well written, especially cause, since they're um, kids <laughs> and they're doing this yeah. like very like adults relationship story somewhat in, in inside of it which was quite interesting um okay so let's get on to hopper then of course wait can we just tuck on touch on one other person who was introduced season two yeah go for god erica oh Gold. yes I- all season <laughs> incredible <laughs> the funny thing about her is i ke- i honestly kept forgetting she was even in season two until i clicked on um like the actress's name after one episode and i saw it was, she was like credited and i was like yeah, she was in like one episode where they go to Caleb's house. Where they go to his house, yeah. That was and that was it. But I kept, I kept forgetting. And they're like, damn, she's so funny. We need to put her all through season two, uh, season three. She was pretty funny. 
Yeah. I give her that. And yeah. I, I kind of didn't click on it because I didn't know the actress's name that she was going to be a main part, but she was in the opening credits uh, every episode. Yeah. So even from episode one where she was just showing up, because she was only showing up for like one minute, the first like three, four episodes or whatever it was. But um, by the end of it, she's a, a key part, I guess. Yeah. So um, there you go. Once again, another character from season two that they <laughs> actually did some more interesting, <laughs> interesting things. With. I like how at the end too, they gave her D&D um in the yeah the the thing like because she's a nerd like she's a nerd really everybody's a nerd mm. you might not think you're into nerdy shit but you are into nerdy that's shit. the message of that's the message of the stranger things right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so hopper obviously one of the key parts of stranger things one of the main characters and mm. obviously one of the main characters and key parts of uh season three how do we feel uh about his death. Now we're not going to talk about the mid credits thing, and we're just going to kind of pretend we we can open that discussion in a second. So let's just one hundred percent believe pretend that the, that doesn't exist and Hopper's dead. How do you feel about them killing him? Um, and how do you feel about the show going forward without him? And do you think it was the right decision? Do you think it was like a mo- uh, a really emotional scene? How did it, how did it work for you? Yeah, I think it really worked for me. I think it makes sense in the world that one of that group didn't survive this. They can't go like every single time they get through. They're the only ones who live through everything, I guess. No repercussions. Would be the- yeah, no repercussions. Um, yeah, I think they played it beautifully. I think it made sense at the time. And I think it'll be interesting to see the impact it has on everybody. Obviously, you see a brief glimpse of what it means to L and... uh Joyce as well, but I guess going into season four, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I've I found the the scene. It's funny though because I I saw it coming from the second that the second that Joyce sat down and said that they will go on that date coming up Friday. I'm like, he's dying. Oh, that was it. That was that was the the I sniffed it out as soon as that happened. But even though I was kind of like, I think they're gonna they're gonna kill him. It was still very impactful, I found, and worked really quite well. And the shot that I've got in the background of the video <laughs> at the moment and is the the the, <laughs> the shot they cut to of him, like, teary-eyed as he, like, nods to Joyce that it's okay. I mean, that's just one of, like, the standout shots. Like, one of the... If I'm going to think about season three, it's probably going to be, like, that shot is one of the most memorable shots. Because he, he... It's a close-up. It's... You know he's 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 sad. He's teary eyed. Whatever, obviously. But then he's just like, mm-hmm, do it. Like he's not questioning, and Joyce is not questioning, kind of thing. And it's it's obviously very sad and everything. And then the whole emotion of the um the final what would it be like 10, 10 plus minutes, I suppose. Like the epilogue section of this the final episode, I suppose, is built on him and his legacy and what he's taught Elle as his daughter and what he's done for everyone. And, all, you know, he, him reading that letter aloud, which, uh, well, not really a letter, a, um, his speech that he never actually got to, to give her. His which speech we find that he out, gave. Yeah. yeah. Which we find out he actually built upon uh, using his own words after he got home from uh, speaking to Joyce about it. So Writing it down with Joyce, Yeah. Yeah. And I like the way that whole scene played out and 
uh, was shot and the music and just having him say it over. I thought that was very emotional. And I was like, I wasn't like weeping, but at the same time, I was just kind of sitting there like, you know, hand over mouth, like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> actually yeah. a lot more emotionally impactful than I um, could have. Emotional, yeah. Uh, than I thought it was probably going to be, I guess, even though I thought it might be coming. Because I like Jim as a character. I find him a conflicting character because I don't think he's a... Um, I never wanted him to get with Joyce, is the way I say it. Like, It's not like I dislike him as yeah. a person fully, but I'm like, I like Joyce too, and I think she, <laughs> she's good. And I'm like, I, I don't, don't want work. these to get together because, yeah, I'm like... Uh, Unless he changes dramatically he, as a person. Yes. I'm like, there's just too much... Yeah problems with jim for me to be happy with listen and being even rachel wood came out and did a said a post about him being an abusive sort of person that you wouldn't really want to date she probably hit the nail on the head a little bit there <laughs> you go she got a, bit, a fair bit of spike for that did she oh did I, yeah uh, um well yeah i'd i'd agree i'd agree to a point but i i, I don't think saying that like that's like, I don't want them to get together because it's probably not going to be a good relationship. That doesn't mean I'm like, oh, Jim's a horrible person and, like, I hope the character dies or, you know, something ridiculous like that. It's just yeah. when you're watching the show and they're hinting at them potentially getting together and they're doing this whole, like, back thing, obviously, I'm sitting there like, no, like, don't, <laughs> just don't do that. I don't want that to, to be a thing. I, I, I much prefer you just as this dysfunctional fucking crime-fighting <laughs> duo that we've we've got going on and i find duo, that a yeah. lot better i did enjoy uh murray's uh outburst in the car about them get hooking up that was which was funny. similar to what he did with um nancy and what's his face mm. in the first second the season first, yeah but super effective then as well <laughs> but the the thing i noted when i um brought that up when I wrote about it too, is I, I liked how it was like, you are in love, just fucking get it on or something. It was just like, you have sexual chemistry, just fuck, just pull over the side of the car. Well, he didn't say fuck, but he was like, just pull over the side of the car and just get it on. You know, he wasn't like, you are in love. Like you can love each other, blah, blah, blah. It's just yeah. like, just, you've obviously got sexual chemistry and you just need to <laughs> get it out. <laughs> just need to get it. Purge your system. Yeah. Just purge the system. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that, that, the fall thing, I'm I'm fine with him killing him if the show continued without him. Um, I I think it's a bold choice, obviously, because he's David David um, Harbour was Harbor. yeah I was like mental blanking. Uh, David Harbour was kind of the show didn't make him as an actor, obviously, but I feel like without this show, no, he was the more seasoned of the actors on the seat, on the crew. Yeah, and it elevated him. Obviously, though. being a after this, it's like, it. would we have had him as Hellboy if it wasn't for him on this show and whatever else? I highly doubt it. I feel like the show kind of, yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, well, <laughs> still, you know what I mean. Like it elevated yeah. his career to yeah. be a more notable name. Somewhat, I feel uh, so. Yeah, um, it's interesting. We'll we'll, we'll come back. Um, and talk about the potential of him still being alive in just a sec. But I'll cover the first part of the mid credit scene first. So the mid credit scene, Russian facility, uh, which is interesting on its own because it's the first time they're potentially hinting at, what, especially with Joyce moving out of Hawkins and then like they're showing us Russia. It's like season four seems like it could be more global i guess or bigger or something like that it's not just like hawkins i don't know 
Maybe. Who knows? How do you do that, though? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, so the guards walk up to this door and they say something, which we'll come back to. Uh, and then they grab another uh, prisoner out of the, the cell block or whatever it is supposed to be. And they drag the person down and they feed it to a baby or a stage one, two, whatever they call it, uh, Demogorgon, which is... A demidog. Demidog, yeah. Which Oh, no, it stood on its hind yeah, legs. No, so it's, 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 it's like... It'll grow into what we're, it'll grow into season one monster. Yeah. So I don't know what, if you call it a baby or whatever, but it doesn't matter. It's just, it's not a fully grown one. It's got to eat a couple of people. It ate it. It's got to eat a couple of people and then it'll, you know, eat people and get big and walk on its hind legs. Um, but to me, seeing that, that alive there, that demi, whatever we call it, demi gorgon show, is it? Seeing yeah. the demi gorgon alive at the end to me means that there has to be a gate open somewhere, which, I, I find it interesting because I'm like, isn't the whole thing if all the gates are closed in the show's law that the creatures can't survive? Isn't that how it works? They need to be connected. Maybe they have to be nearby the open gate. They have to be connected, be able to connect to the mind flayer. Isn't that how like the show's laws kind of or connect to the upside down? Yeah, I think basically. So it's like, yeah. T- to me, showing him doesn't just mean that a there's a demigorgon in Russia it means b there's a gate open in Russia potentially. Potentially. Do you feel the same or different theory or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Obviously, they were, they were doing tests over there and they were they said they were some things open. It's just probably the one in Hawkins is like a really big one. And well, the other thing I'll say is I don't think the Demigorgon came from Russia. I think the Demigorgon, uh, well, I don't even think I'm pretty, I, they pretty much bang it on your head during one of the episodes where Erica and Dustin are going through that, uh, driving that go-kart little, little fucking thing through the Russia facility and they f- find like a big cage thing and they're like, Erica's like, how big did you say the Demogorgon was? And, and Dustin's like, oh, I have this long. And then she finds a giant stun rod. So I, I'm pretty sure that whole scene, which if you look in the context of the season, it's like doesn't pay off to anything. Yeah. It's simply so supposed to mean that they got a Demogorgon out of that hole and they had captured it. And then I'm assuming that it was in the facility. And when the Russians escape at the end of the season, um, they take with them the Demogorgon back to Russia is how I played all that. Or else it's like, what was the point of that scene? I feel like that scene was supposed to tell you they've captured a Demogorgon, you know? Yeah. The whole thing was. Um, And then of course the, the other big thing of the after the mid credit scene that everyone uh, on the internet is talking about is, and obviously they chucked in this line to purposely get everyone talking about it for the next year. That is 100% what the point of it is. Uh, you have the Russian guards say, not the American, or as they walk past one door, no, not the American, then they, they grab the other person. So who yep. who do you think the American is supposed to or could be? I think everybody instantly thinks it's going to be Hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's either... I don't think that's too easy. Um, I think it's either Dr. Brebber, obviously the big... Um, the main scientist. His face from, the main scientist from season one. Or it's just a completely new character. Mm-hmm. I'm open to either of those. I don't think it's Hopper. I think... Now, if you're like, how could that even make sense? How could Hopper survive? Um, I saw someone on the internet actually explain it pretty well, which I was like, yeah... That could be a thing. I don't want it to be a thing though, which is the like Hopper in the last couple seconds as they cut away could have 
walked through the crack to the upside down or, you know, something. Or he something could have been like, blasted through the crack. Yeah, or so- something I mean, they, like that. There was that, the, obviously in the first episode, you see the thing explode and zap everybody. Mm-hmm. But then in this one, there's that electrical field mm-hmm. because he's put the guy's head through the thing. <laughs> a lot of gross deaths this season. There was a lot um, more graphic this season, I feel. <laughs> yeah, especially with the Mind Flayer flesh monster yeah, it was a lot creation. more graphic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so potentially he could have been blasted through the Upside Down. And that's why I'm predicting he's probably stuck in the Upside Down. Mm. If he's... I, I kind of... My problem with any of these options, though, is I'm like, does that not take away a lot from the final moments of the episode? Now, how heavily it's reliant on the your emotional state for Hopper and his death. Yeah. It worked when you watch season three, but then he comes back in season four. It's going to be great. It's a, They brought Elle back. Yeah, but they teased that. They, She's sitting. They didn't leave that as a cliffhanger. Season one ended with you knowing that she was alive. There was no rumors of his body. Everybody else got turned into squishy mush. They didn't really have time to stop and look for it either, to be fair. She looked at the place he was standing at the end. Yeah, but Joyce, after she turned the thing, I would rather him being. I do enjoy this other key point that I've seen online: that the song they use at the end, uh, "We Can Be Heroes," by performed by Peter Gabriel, I think. Mm. Uh, it's been reused from when they did uh, Will's body getting taken out of the quarry and from season one, and obviously we all know that that was a fake out as well. Hmm. Mm. Potentially. I, w- I would rather him being upside down than captured by the Russians is my thing, I guess. Yeah. If I had to pick which one, which direction would go in. But, um, and I- I'd need it to be done well and whatever else, because at a stage, as I was saying before, if no characters ever die or there's no consequences, it does come off a bit weird or whatever. But, um, yeah, so the last thing is, the other a big emotional thing that plays out in the in the the final part of this episode is that Joyce, Eleven, Will, and Jonathan are leaving for a different town. They didn't say what town, but it's obviously close enough that they can travel back because um, they're to- uh, Mike's talking about having Eleven come back for Christmas or Christmas. whatever else uh, different events. So I wonder when the next season's going to be set. Christmas, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> Um, so it's funny how they have a theme every season. It's like the July 4th, but it's really not a big part of the season. It's just like one. And then the last one was Halloween. Yeah. One, one thing. Um, yeah. So they're they're going in. I thought it was a really sad way. Like on on top of. Brutal. Well, on top of the whole gym death thing, then you have everyone breaking up, um, breaking up like whatever, but everyone's split apart more so than they ever have been. And mm. uh, it's just like 11, she's leaving her friends. She's, she's leaving Max and um, Mike. All right. She just lost yeah. her dad. Everyone gone. Um, does she have her powers? Will she be getting them back? It doesn't look like it. Doesn't, doesn't look like that's going too well. Um, then Jonathan's splitting up with, Jonathan has to leave Nancy. It's just really sad. And then you got the whole gym thing happening. That's sad. All this sort of stuff. That's why I said it was kind of like, I feel like this episode's the end of fucking Empire Strikes Back than anything else. It's like, it's not yeah, a particularly happy ending. 
<laughs> which right. I find interesting considering it's the third season of a, a show and they're like, we'll just chuck it out the sads. Do what you need to do. But yeah, how do, how do you feel about splitting up uh, the party, I guess, and what, what do you think that means for the next season? Yeah, uh, I think it was a good move. I guess it makes sense from a character's perspective as well. Obviously, Joyce, jo- the only reason Joyce would have stayed is with Phil Hopper, I guess, and obviously things didn't turn out the way they wanted. Um, yeah, I guess splitting it up kind of makes it interesting uh, for next season, potentially, with everybody maybe growing apart, I guess, mm-hmm. before they come back together. I think, yeah, probably Christmas, a Christmas season, I guess. Or, or some sort of holiday where they all get back together. Which would work out pretty well because it would give them like a year and... Another 18 months. Yeah, yeah 18 months now. for next season, which would be pretty good, I guess, if they were going to release it on Boxing Day or something, I guess, would work. I don't know. You're not going to release it on Christmas like Day, but Christmas. or a week before Christmas. I don't know, something. But close to Christmas, obviously, um, that would work. So th- they ha- how do you feel about how many seasons left in the show as well? Because they uh, Duffer Brothers have previously said that... Um, I think when they was doing interviews for season two, they said that the time they have it mapped out as kind of four seasons. But if they get to when they get closer to the fourth season, if they begin mapping that out season and they need to do five, then they'll do five. But either way, they feel like it's four or five, potentially yeah. only one more season left. Do you do you feel like if there's only one more season left, that the that's kind of the show's running its length, or do you feel like that's too short? Yeah, or at this point, I I trust them to make the right decision. And what, how, it just depends on how much story they've got left. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so funny because I swear back when season one came out at the time, they were like, we've got storyline. And I was, uh, I was one of those people on the, the fence for ages, even about the idea of a second season. Cause I was like, this show doesn't seem like it needs a follow up at all. Just do something. I was so well, scared. Everybody, for a while, everybody thought it was going to be an anthology show. So mm. yeah. So, but that's become the thing now. So, and the kids are growing up faster, obviously, now that they're um, yeah. the age of... And they're all in demand as well. Yeah. So. Well, Millie Bobby Brown's kind of becoming a growing young star, obviously, and um, Finn Wolfhard's in a, a fair bit of stuff as well, and yeah, um, the rest of them do stuff as well. But I feel like the, those two are the core, the, yeah. the, the two the of big the names. kids, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, yeah, the, uh, between season two and three, you can tell how much older the the kids have got. and Especially when they do like the cutbacks to previous seasons. Yes, and you can see how much younger they looked in season one. And then uh, the, the same will happen for the, the next season. And by the time the next season comes out, I don't know how old like they are now. I think they're like a mixture of like 15 to 16, I think, in real life. Like around, around that in now. In real life, so, yeah, I think so. Like by, yeah. th- there might be a mixture of like 16, 17 by the time the next one comes out. So it's definitely going to feel... Yeah really weird and really odd especially if they age up too fast so uh, you can't do too many seasons that way anyway especially if you want to they're aging too fast that they can't the show will outpace what that how old they're supposed to be or whatever they're supposed to be yeah yeah um any final thoughts on uh this season of stranger things before we wrap up no i'm just really happy with it um and keen for more whenever that comes Mm Because clearly there's got to be more. Like, for a second I thought, wow, is that how they're ending Strange Things? Is this it? That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't have done that tease if not. It's like, I feel like if this is the Empire Strikes Back, then only having one more season would be 
perfect, I guess, somewhat. Especially if the last season is going to be like we get Hopper back magically or something like something that's all about like yeah, once and for all ending the closing the portals and stopping the Russians and then getting back our loved ones and whatever else. It's just where and then they can end it all happy. So. Um, we'll have to see uh, <laughs> how it all plays out. But I feel like it's definitely like one more season. Two, if they start mapping out the story they want to tell uh, in the next one and it's like, this is too big to do in one thing. Maybe they could even do like a yeah. eight episodes and then six episodes and like, fuck it, we just needed those extra six to finish throwing the, telling the story away. And I feel like Netflix, especially because the numbers for this season came out uh, only just the other day or whatever and they said it, like even though i feel like i haven't seen much promotion for it to be honest or too many people talking about it like i've seen people but not that much the numbers were pretty yeah. good they said like three million three days or something uh they don't really need to do two promotion they just need to get their base to watch the thing and they do that by just showing it at the top of the thing when it loads <laughs> yeah well yeah the number one thing netflix just auto playing stuff at the <laughs> the, the, the top yeah. of the thing when you turn it on. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking more for forward to more for sure. But thank you for joining us on this review discussion. Make sure you give the video a like if you are watching it at youtube.com slash Explosion Network and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can follow me on Twitter at vivaladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Holby at A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. And you can follow Explosion Network at Explosion Pod and check out Explosion.com for all our reviews, the aforementioned singular reviews for stranger things if you want news videos podcasts including what you want to watch our movies tv and media podcasts which you'll find on all your podcast services and if you have any thoughts about anything we've talked about today drop them in the comments below like do you think that jim is really dead or is he stranded in upside down find out in 18 months most likely or you can tweet your thoughts at us of course uh, we will see you in the next one bye